Māori e te koutou, nō mai harimai ki Kāpiti Impact Church. Kō ai au, nō ingarangi, me koterangi, me hui tēnei, me aerangi, te whakapapa mai. Nā te tarati o Waitangi, e whai tūranga waiwai ki Aotearoa. Yeah, I keep going. Engari tipuaki ahau ki Paraparumu, nā reira. Ko tēnei takumihi ki nga tangata whenua o te rohi nei. E mihiki ana ki tohu o nehe o Paraparumu e noho nei au. Ko Kirby Tukufanau, ko Valerie Roa, ko Brian Okukumatua, ko Philippa Roa, ko Lawrence Okumatua, ko ala tōku ingoa. Ko rea, ok. Kia ora anō. Hey everyone, my name's Ella. Um, what I've just acknowledged is how I'm here today, and uh, that's a really big, big deal for me. My whānau are huge, and that's um, how I'm here, so thank you guys. Um, I'm really excited to be sharing today. It's going to be um, a lot of fun. I just want to open up reading from Ephesians 1. Um, Long before you laid down the earth's foundations, you had us in mind and had settled on us as the focus of your love to be made whole and holy by your love. You thought of everything and provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans you took such delight in making. Long before we had heard you and got our hopes up, you had out your eye on us, had designs for us for glorious living part of the overall purpose you were working out in everything and every one. So cool, eh, what Sonia's just said about the house of God. Like, when you think about that being the house of God, and we think about God is the God of the impossibilities, and I think that means that there's a level of the impossible that needs to be expressed through you. And that's my um, whittle for today, our challenge to us. Um, if we live knowing that we have a God of the impossible uh, and we believe that all things are possible through Christ, that means that's possible through us. And there's a level of the impossible that needs to be expressed through your lives and through our lives and my life. Cool? That's what we're talking about today. And a big part of us stepping into that is uh, talking about failure. So one of my um, good friends growing up, uh, we used to hang out after school and I'd go around to her house and I don't know about you guys, but um, cheesecake for us is, you've got to start with some food, right? You know, um, Cheesecake for us is like something we do on special occasions. Like we, we don't really have it every day after school, but I was around at her house and she was like, oh, let's make some cheesecake. Like I was, this is already mind blowing for me. It's a regular day after school. You don't make cheesecake just, just for like, you know, just for fun baking. Like, if you're going to bake, we're going to do something in bulk that is easy to go on lunches. And cheesecake is not that. It falls apart. Like, come on. Um, so we made some cheesecake and we set it off in the fridge. To, we left it to set for a couple, uh, couple hours and came back. And I don't, we pulled it out of the fridge and it is not cheesecake. It's just like cheese sludge. Like, it's floppy and... It's in the tin, but it's just like yogurt. Like you'd have to scoop it out with a spoon. That's how bad it was. And um, my friend's mum walks in and she goes, oh, what's happened here? And we're like, oh, we, we don't know. We followed the recipe. It's like 
weird. It's turned out like this. It's just sludge. Like, you need a spoon to eat it. And she goes, oh, did you put the gelatin in? And we're like, oh, we forgot the gelatin. That's why it's cheese sludge, not cake. That makes sense. Um, And so we threw the cheesecake in the bin and we went and did something else. That's like, that's it. Like, we, we went through all this time and effort to prepare something. It was really cool. And then we threw it in the bin because it didn't work. And we went and tried something else. I don't even think we still baked. I think we went outside and played around. Like, we gave up on cheesecake. We didn't even taste test it. Like, we were like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, okay. Like, and seemingly nothing came from it. Like, I hopefully now put gelatin in cheesecake. And um, hopefully it works out. But that... It was like one of my, I was just thinking about it a little while ago, reflecting on it, and I was like, oh, that story is like just a big fat fail. There's nothing cool that came out of that. Like, we didn't even get to eat it. It was, yeah, it was a big flop. Anyway, I was having a conversation with one of my good friends who I've grown up with on the beach, probably end of last year, and we were talking about um, this idea of growing up and... Uh, wow, growing up, novel concept. <laughs> um, and this, this thought that uh, when you live with like a sense of duty or you live with a view that God is a slave master, um, you, you walk with this fear of like getting stuff wrong. Like you go, oh, can't make that step. I might fail or waste something or might have to throw something in the bin or might screw up, might offend someone. Like we... You walk with this, if I have this mindset of my father in heaven being a slave master who needs me to get every single thing right or he's given me stuff that I have to like, oh, I have to ma- ma- manage it down to the, like the little hair on my head. Like I have to get strops like spot on all the time. And um, if I live like that, everything I go, I'm like, oh, this new job seems really cool. Oh, but oh, what if it's the wrong one? What if there's something better? And I like hesitate and sometimes can get paralyzed here and then never step out or try that thing because I was like so concerned I'd get it wrong. Or worse, I get to that place and go, oh, this isn't it. This is not it. I made the wrong decision here. Or like I walk into this space and I'm like, yes, this is it. And then three months down the line, everything goes haywire. And I'm like, oh, maybe I did make the wrong decision oh dear, this is not good. And um, it's hard to tell, hey, because you could be in the center of God's will and stuff not not be going right in your world or not how you pictured it or how you perceived it to be going. And that's something really challenging. But if you live with this inner sense of hope that God is good and you see your father in heaven, not as a slave master, but as a friend who wants the best for you all the time, it's... um, it's a different way of living. It becomes an adventure. You go, oh my gosh, this looks cool. I'm gonna step over here. Let's try this out for a bit. Whoa, look at that. Oh, that's amazing. Let's walk over here. Oh, that person seems really neat. I'd like to be friends with them. I'm gonna go have a conversation. You're not living with like a, oh, oh, like the juddering. You're just like flowing with it. Exploring, like there's, a, there's life. Oh my gosh, life. Wow. Like, life is not about 
taking the right step and like thinking about the 50 other options that I could have done or should have done. Like, I'm not to say weighing up options is bad, but I'm just saying like, when you live with the sense, God is my friend, He wants the best for me. He's made this life an adventure. There's this thing that I can go and step into something because it's fun, because I love it, because it is gonna be something really awesome that strikes a chord in my heart. And He's actually made me in a way to enjoy the things that He's created me to do. Like, wow. So good. Um, I finished a really cool book recently called Hosting the Presence by Bill Johnson. And I just want to read this uh, section for us. It's quite cool. Because of the master's design, everyone lives to make life better. Some serve the betterment of humankind and others merely serve themselves. But as people, we ca- as people, not, not just the church, as people, we carry a sense of hope that things can and must be better than they presently are. This affects all areas of life, science, technology, entertainment. Everything lives under the influence of this inner desire. It is the nature of humans, the result of being made in the image of God. This is the way creative people function. Don't disqualify yourself when you hear creative people, just so you know. This is the way creative people function. We draw upon God-given abilities to come up with solutions, to solve problems, and answer whatever issue is in the way of progress. God works with this instinct and draws us into our potential through promise and wonder of possibility. Because of this, we live in the tension between what is and what is to come. God has given every human being a sense of hope for a better future. Some drown out that inner conviction through sarcasm, the defense mechanism of disappointment, while others, voice, while others silence that voice by a theology of unbelief. Still others have it stolen from them through abusive treatment by others. But it was planted there in the beginning and can be restored. I want to focus on this part here. God works with this instinct and draws us into our potential through the promise of wonder of possibility. Like he draws you into your fullest potential through the promise of wonder and possibility. That is really concerning if I'm scared of possibilities. Like, I'm not joking you. Like if I'm scared of of another option or something cool coming up or if I'm scared of making a change from where I am and God's like built me for adventure, um, that's a bit of a thing because like his fullest is he's actually putting little things around the place for me to find and going, oh, (laughs) Ella, look at this, check it out, whoa. And if I'm over here going, no, I'm good, that's a bit, that's a bit out there. That's a bit what, like, uh, a gym? That's weird. What? Oh my gosh. Like, a, an architecture firm that looks at different ways of housing? That's a bit weird. We don't, mm, that's not really what it's meant to look like. Like, if, if God draws us into our potential through promise and wonder of possibility, life should be an adventure. It should look like stuff we have never imagined, but is like, fun. There's something in your spirit that goes, yeah, oh, cool. And it'll look different for every person, okay? Like, that's the hard part, is you could look around and go, oh, so-and-so is doing something totally different to me. And 
it might put you off a little bit because there's no one else doing what you're doing or it doesn't look like what you're doing or how you're doing it. And like, you, you can't let that stop you. Like if God expresses his character through you as an individual, he uses your personality to bring a specific expression of him and of the kingdom, it'll look different. Like it just will. It's how it goes. And it means that when we're in a group, like what we've been talking about this morning, unity, we should all look different and be doing different things. And, and, but there's something that links all of us and it's the expression of Jesus. There's like a nature in us that's like drawing us into a hope of a better future. Yeah, but it was planted there in the beginning and can be restored. So if, um, okay, anyone who has really thick lenses, you rock, you're really cool, but I'm just going to use an example. If you walk around life and my glasses, imagine my glass lens comes out to like here, like it's this thick out to here. And my lenses are made up of like, um, my father in heaven is my slave master. My lens is made up of, I am insignificant. My lens is made up of, um, I have dreams, but I don't have the right skills. I don't have the right resources. If my view of the world is through this thick of a lens, it's really ugly. You don't want to be walking around with your eyesight, like, choking this much to see. You won't even see that well. Like, God calls us significant. He says we're worthy. He says we're holy. He says you're creative. He says you've got things inside you that no one else does. Like, this is not for people who are up here or doing different things. Like, this is every single one of us. If you've got God inside you, that's what it looks like. Like, you walk around going, I'm significant. You walk into any room and you have solutions and ideas and words of knowledge and words of encouragement that no one else in the room might have that sound exactly like yours. There might be similar themes, but God's moving through you as an individual, whatever space you're in. Like you could be at a supermarket and because you're there and you carry the presence of God, you are impacting a space. It might not look how you think it will look like, but purely because you're there. You don't even have to say something that sounds like what we think it might sound like. I could go, Alia, you're beautiful. And that's awesome. But I could also just stand there and be like checking my stuff and look up at Alia. And I'm still making a difference because the presence of God is in me. Like it's something that flows out of you. It's not something you have to strive for. It's not something we walk through and we go, oh, oh, um, Yes, throw this here, throw this here. Like, it's not even that. Like, you just walk. And naturally, how God pours out of you, pours into spaces. Okay? Um, some useful tools that I've found. Um, like we were talking about before, if we are a people who are called to venture into uncharted territory and go places other people haven't been, or present the world and um, or present Christ in a, in a way to the world that looks slightly different. If we're that kind of a people, there's not a model for that. There's, there's not necessarily a roadmap. Like our roadmap is pretty much fix your eyes on Jesus and the kingdom of heaven and everything else follows. 
And we have awesome relationships and people around us and a church, we strengthen each other, but it doesn't look how we think it might sometimes, which means it's a little bit scary because you're like branching into something and there's no path there. So how do you navigate? Like, what do you do there? Fix your eyes on the kingdom, on Jesus. Um, good, yeah, really good one. Um, Jesus is my, like, this is so cheesy, but Jesus is my friend. Like, we, we talk a lot. We talk about stuff. Um, it's just fun. And, like, if you don't have that, I really recommend, I don't know what, like, just start listening to some music and just start learning about his character. And I think um, sometimes how we may have heard Jesus presented really sucks. Like some people did a terrible job at presenting what it looks like. And um, I just encourage you, like go find out about Jesus for yourself, about his character. And um, yeah, he, he's really cool. I, I can tell you. Yeah. Um, fix your eyes on the kingdom. So the kingdom of heaven is incredible. Like you are an expression of the kingdom of heaven on earth as you are currently. And you bring that into these spaces. Um, And part of how we can see what the kingdom looks like is through the promises of God. Um, Andrea is leading some awesome Bible studies at the moment that look at this. So um, highly recommend go tap her on the shoulder, learn about some of the promises God has for your life. But um. If you go through the Bible, even just Google like promises of God and just start to refresh your memory and your brain around like what God's singing over us all the time, what he's pouring into us, what he's saying about us. Like uh, I've given you dreams, I've given you visions. If If he gives you a word for your life, it comes fully equipped. Like he's drawing you into it. Like it, you might look around and go, oh, I don't have a warehouse. I don't have a building. Um... I don't have the money. Like, it might look like that, but he's drawing you into something and stepping out. And as you step out, it might not look like how you think it will, but he resources those things. Like, they come fully equipped. If you've got dreams and things inside you, visions or like, even like, I have way too much washing at the moment and I've only got one washing basket. Like, things like this. God's got ideas for that. Like, you just have to tap into it. And fix your eyes on it. Like if we're looking for possibilities, for opportunities, for um, for if we're carrying the kingdom and we see with those glasses, that's like, you start to see that in people. I walk around and I go, oh my gosh, this is my dad. He's really cool. He's such a good leader. And I see that in him because I see through the eyes of heaven and that's what I've wired my brain to, to see through. This is a cool one. I recommend this. Um, Bernie Ugly suggested this actually. She says, write for 45 minutes as if nothing was impossible. Write for 45 minutes as if nothing was impossible. What would you want to see happen through your life? What would you want to see happen in your marriage, in your relationships, in your families? As if nothing was impossible. Guard your heart. Um, Lawrence, my dad talked about this a a few weeks ago. This is really cool. What we're talking about, the lenses. Um, If you see the world through certain lenses that are actually stopping you from stepping into the impossibilities and the things God's got on your life, um, 
that's a really cool thing to do a little heart check. Just come, come to the Holy Spirit and go, oh, man, I approach that conversation as if I believe no one thinks I have anything valuable to say. And so I talked really fast, blah, 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 and I like shut down and I didn't really say anything else. Like, you, you can approach a conversation and actually go to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will teach you, you're so valuable. You've got something awesome to say in this situation. Like, and you'll, you'll sit there and you'll know that you're valuable. And even if you don't say anything, it's okay. Like, Holy Spirit can help us to keep our hearts healthy. It's cool. Go listen to that message if you haven't heard it. Um, this is a good one. This is what I'm learning at the moment. I really like it. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but the Holy Spirit is the most joyful person you will ever meet. Follow the fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, another one. I challenge you, okay, right now, what you're doing, just like close your eyes for a second. Really weird, I know, in a public space. If you're not comfortable closing your eyes, that's okay. But um, close your eyes and then imagine you're walking through your everyday. You got up in the morning, you said hello to your people, uh, you walked out into the kitchen, maybe made a coffee, whatever it looks like for you. And then imagine that Jesus in the flesh and God is like walking, walking right next to you in the person and he's like oh here here's your cup that you make your coffee in every morning and he like hands you what you need and then you see your family and you're feeling really tired and then he hands you the energy to be able to say hello to them and like all this kind of thing imagine you walk through your every day and you have this awareness that Jesus and the God of the impossible walks with you you can open your eyes now good stuff um that he the God who provides for all your needs, who strengthens you, who encourages you constantly, who reminds you who you are, walks with you every day. Like right here, all the time. Like how different would your life look? Like something comes up or you had a dream that you've had for like 10 years and you probably wouldn't have had that dream for 10 years because you're aware there's like a, a God standing next to you. Like, this is me talking to myself as well. I walk into situations and I'm like, oh, I have this real cool dream that I've wanted to do since I was really little. And um, I kind of just forgot that there's a God who gives me dreams not to tease me, but actually because he wants to see part of the kingdom expressed through me. And so, oh, actually, I'm gonna step out into that. That's really cool. Like, if you walk with an awareness that that God is with you, like your life, I, my personal opinion would look very different. Yeah. Oh, this is a cool one as well. What we're talking about, getting things wrong, like 100% wisdom, weigh things up, don't make a lot of irresponsible decisions, like we're good stewards, all that good stuff. But um, when you step, like he makes your way straight. I love this illustration of the fact that we've talked about it before. There's like the leftovers of your life that you think aren't useful or you took a weird course that like doesn't really apply to what you're doing now or you did a degree and it's not what you're doing now. Like all that stuff, the leftovers in the fridge that you you look and you're like, oh, I should probably eat that, but it's a bit yuck. Like <laughs> all that stuff God uses. Like leftover soup seems really gross in my head. So I probably should have thought of a better example, but like... <laughs> 
Imagine God crafts this beautiful, like seven course meal for you out of the random leftovers in your fridge that you were like, bleh, at. Like he comes up and he's like, whoa, look at this. Look what we made together. It's so good. You didn't even know you were doing it. Look at this now. Like that is, that's kind of the picture I'm trying to give. You know, those random things, they all get used. So even if you went, oh man, I made a big mistake. I probably shouldn't have wasted that 40 grand on that thing that I didn't end up needing or using or whatever it was. Like, don't you worry. It'll be used somehow, some way. It might even just to be drop it into a conversation of like, oh yeah, I did that once. You never know. It'll get used. You don't know. Um, oh, this is a cool one. Though it tarries, it will not tarry. This is a hard one, hey? Living in between the tension of um, we have a vision for our life, the kingdom of heaven. We see what that look. Well, we might have some kind of idea of what that looks like. And we live here and our circumstances don't look like that. And our bank account doesn't look like that. And God's called me righteous, but people call me other names during the week. And I know I'm righteous, but like sometimes my circumstances don't line up. Or how people treat me is not how I'm made. Like I'm made in the image of God, your royalty, all that kind of stuff. But I go through the week and someone's like, here, make me this coffee. (laughs) Bring me this piece of paper. That kind of thing. Like you might not, people might not treat you how you think you should, but there's something inside you that goes, oh, it's actually all good. Like, I know who I am. That's cool. And that's the ability to walk into a circumstance or to step into a dream or something, a word that you've had over your life and go, yeah, that's who I am. People don't see me like that, but that's who I am. And you walk into every space like that. Like, this is stuff for you guys, everyday life, for me, for us to walk into rooms and go, oh yeah, God says I'm strong even when I'm tiny. It's okay. (laughs) All right. Last little thing. Um, Let's be people who champion one another's dreams. That's a big deal. We've got really cool people in this house, in this church, and really cool people out in our communities doing awesome stuff. Champion them. Drive them on. It's a big thing. (laughs) Well done. All right. Thanks, team. Boldness, good stuff. Go with courage, go with boldness. Go knowing that you have um, dreams and something unique that you express to the world. And um, e run, go for it. Yeah, let's, um, we'll close in a quick prayer and then we'll have some, because I think that's how we do this. And um, <laughs> then we're going to have some coffee because our amazing people are making coffee. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that um, you've made us in your image and that we get to be your name and be your ambassadors and carry your authority. May we have an ever-growing awareness of that and have the courage to step and walk in that. Amen. Amen. Amen.